Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen, to the deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. It's 1233 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with Cody Jansen with you on Oilers Now. Just had Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland on the show quickly into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, I'm getting tired of listening to some fans who seem to jump on everything that the Oilers do. Either they have some very unrealistic expectations, or maybe they're just trying to make the Oilers look bad. Considering that Adam Larson wanted to leave and went to Seattle, I think the Oilers did a great job of patching holes and working on the forward position. Love the show, but sometimes get tired of all the negativity. Take care from a longtime Oilers fan now in Penticton. Well, it's heated, and uh, you never know when people have their own agendas. And where they're coming from. You know, when I went to university 35 years ago, there was a thing called the moral majority. <laughs> and they had an agenda. And now some people might say there's a woke left that has some agenda on pol- uh, political stuff. It rarely, if ever, uh, filters into sports. But part of the discussion is agreeing and disagreeing with what takes place. And so when some guys get moved... Uh, and everybody wants to be in the know, and they have a constant thirst for knowledge, and they use analytics, but they don't actually have all the information. And I'll give you an illustration. If a team, if key players on the team want a player back, it's probably pretty important. If they see him as part of the leadership core, you might want to bring that player back. And I'm going to take a look at Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry led the NHL in scoring by defenseman last year. What do you think Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle are thinking? Hey, if we can find a way to get Tyson back, I know we got some cap issues, but let's make it happen. Does that happen? Mm. We'll ask Louis DeBrusque, our next guest, who is our Oilers Now headliner today for the fine folks at Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Hello, Louis. How are you? I'm doing well, Bob. And yes, it is the best tasting beef jerky. There you go. There you go. You can speak to personal experience. Thank you very much, Brendan Ulrich. Uh, All right. So, Louis. Louis, I find it interesting because you know as far back as when you first came to Edmonton in 2008, you know that you know I, I certainly had time for the advanced analytics, right? And under, tried to, and I do not know it on the level of a guy like Tyler Dello, who's hired by the New Jersey Devils. 
or even know it on the level of a guy like Michael Parcati that's in town here that I, I believe the last time I heard he was working for Suncor and he's probably, you know, uh, in terms of basically trying to make them as efficient as possible. Those guys are compensated pretty well. Like, they know numbers. They're on a whole different level. But you know I I, 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 cert- yeah. I, I was a guy that had a lot of time for numbers, and you know that. Yeah. But you, you still have to see him good. And you also have to understand the dynamic of the team. What do you think the conversation was once Adam Larson elected? Because you know the players tried to convince Adam to to, uh, to stay. Once he left, what do you think the conversation was around Tyson Berry with the Oilers well, players? I think he cut. Well, I think it was positive, no question about that. But I also think you heard Ken Holland talk about it. He was priority. It was one and two. Him and Larson. Those were that was an area that they knew that they had to shore up. They had to deal with and. Obviously tried to get a deal done with Adam Larson, didn't happen. And the next thing you go to Tyson Berry and say, okay, listen, now there's there's more of a hole there. There's a little more money to spend there too. And, you know, I look at the deal for the defenseman that led the National Hockey League in scoring last year, and I think it's a really good deal for both. I do. I think it's, you know, number one, you know, Tyson Berry, you would think in, in today's day and age with offense at a premium the way it is, that you know this guy should have probably demanded more in my opinion I, I think he should have demanded more but for whatever reason that wasn't the case he has a fit here he knows he likes it here he understands the system and there's no question the players here like to play with him he's, he's one of those guys that becomes a fourth forward on the rush he's excellent on the power play uh, I know that you know the, the knock on Tyson Berry over the years has been his defensive play but listen there was there was times last year we talked about Tyson Berry when he was playing the way he can play he did it all you know, he was playing a ton of minutes, and he could handle those minutes, and he was doing a little bit of everything. So I don't think they rely on him to be the shutdown specialist. They're going to rely on him to do what he did last year. They're going to try and insulate him with a good defenseman on the left side that can play more of an overall role and let him do what he does. You know, I think, you know, there comes a time when you got to stop looking at what somebody does poorly and look at what they do well and try and mm. – exemplify that as much as possible and magnify that as much as possible on a team and I think that's what the Oilers are going to do. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. you got to stop looking at what a player does poorly and, and take a look at what they do well as well. Well, when they consistently do it well. I mean, this has been his MO his whole career. He hasn't changed. This is what he does. This is what he comes every year and does. He's had a couple low years that I think 85% of the defense in the league would kill to have a plus a 30-plus point season in the NHL. So, you know, I know that's a low year for Tyson Berry, but, you know, listen, I think we saw his true colors last year. I think he was right in his element. It took him a little bit of time to kind of feel out that power play, understand what he had to do. I think he started to shoot the puck a little bit more. Listen, it's a dynamic power play. It's the best in the league, and it should be. And you know what? Uh, it's not going to change. Now that Tyson Berry's back, and you have young Evan Bouchard that can slip in there, is going to get some right. minutes. You have Darnell Nurse that stepped in there, a left-handed shot as opposed to the right-handed. Duncan Keith is now another option who's played power play in his career. I'm saying if you want to change it up and you want to put different looks, you have, you now have options, and that's a good thing to have. Yeah, 46 points in the final 48 games for Tyson Berry. The guy played uh, every second shift in triple overtime against Winnipeg. And all I heard about is how he was eminently replaceable from, and I was kind of like, you know, I get it. You know, you got, you got Bouchard coming. Um, 
And that's a good point, Bob. Honestly, I think that's probably where that comes from, too, and myself included. You've got yeah. a young first rounder here that needs more time, and there's no question you have to find a way right. to start to get him in there and get him repetitions and also not just that, but put him in a position to succeed. You have to put a young offensive defenseman in a position to succeed. We saw what he can do when he was back there on the blue line. He walks the line terrific. He has an excellent shot, maybe the best shot from blue out of the team, in my opinion. He can rip it, and you know what? Just more reps. He needs more reps. He needs that action. He needs that time. Um, he won't get as much with Tyson Berry on the team now, but it's not a bad guy to learn from. You know, just absorb everything you can absorb from him. And, you know, when situations turn, you need a different option or say it's just a situational um, time in a game where Tyson Berry's been out there for a long shift. It's a power play. Okay, you know what? Let's try the kid. Put him out there and see what happens. And I don't think he's going to have any problems stepping in there. A lot of times with offensive defensemen, it's about managing the five-on-five -five game, being able to play in the other situations. You always know you're going to have that offensive upside to step into the power play, and for Evan Bouchard, it's no different. But I thought he took strides. I really do. I think he's a big frame, and I think he started to play a little more physical, which he's going to have to do, and he's going to realize that's going to make his life easier. Use your stick more. Use your size. Use your reach. Don't be afraid to come in and rub into a guy, push him, give him a shot, separate. Um, all that will come naturally with just more time in the NHL. Um, Cody Ceci, example, he was a first-round pick. You know, he's a player that I've always liked. But it's taken him years to kind of mold into the defenseman that he is now. And, you know, for me, he's a big guy that can skate. He can move the puck. He plays a physical brand of hockey. He's hard-nosed. Is he Adam Larson? He's not quite, I don't think, that hard-nosed. But I think he's a better skater than Adam Larson. I think he'll get himself out of trouble easier with the way that he can skate. And he's 27 years old. So, I don't know. I, I, I like the holes they patched here. I like the players they brought in. And, you know, as Ken Holland said, when option A doesn't work, you go to option B, you go to option C, you try and fill holes, you do what you can. Um, so far, I like what they've done. All right. Well, with Barry coming back, the addition of Keith and CeCe, Bouchard playing full-time, the Oilers definitely have more of a transition defense. I don't think there's any question about that. You know how popular Ethan Bear was in Edmonton. And uh, we certainly saw, frankly, we saw a fair amount of hostility uh, yesterday on the text line, uh, which was pretty interesting. I haven't seen that maybe since Daryl Cates was pursuing the arena deal. It was the last time we saw... Uh, some uh, some of that anger and frustration out there. So I, I get a lot of fans really like Ethan Bear. You got a gift to get. And we wish Ethan nothing but the best in Carolina. Uh, what are your thoughts on the trade? Well, I'll go back to Cody Cece, and this is the reason why I think the trade trade was made and could be made is this is a 550 game defenseman. He has 400 more games than Ethan Bear, and he's 27 years of age. He's only three years older than Ethan Bear. So. That, to me, is the replacement. And if you look at that as an upgrade, which if you look at the numbers, it is. It is an upgrade. Yes, Ethan Bear is younger. Yes, there's still potential there. We don't know what the ceiling is on Ethan Bear, and you don't know that. But you're getting an established 550-game defenseman to step in there on the right-hand side. Um, Warren Fogle, though, is a player for me that, you know, I've always liked him. I've got to see him a lot. You know, he's playing against my kid team quite a bit. I've seen him in the playoffs, in the crunch, in the grind. He's a big frame. You know, I don't want to say Johan Franzen, but if you look at Johan Franzen's first couple of seasons, very similar. You know, that 10, 12, 14-goal range, you know, in a limited role, can play up. You know, if you look at the highlights of Warren Vogel, which I've done in the last few days and started to watch some of the goals that he scores and how he puts the puck in the net, and it kind of 
confirm what I thought. He's got a nose around the net. And he's a bulldozer. He goes in there hard. He creates space. He's got quick hands and tight for a big man. There could be an explosion there. There's a 25-year-old that could come in and really find his own. And he's strong along the walls as well. They had to get bigger. They had to get size. Hyman, Fogel certainly inject that on the left-hand side, which they needed desperately. That was a need. That's not something to go out there and want. That's something you have to fill. You have to fill that need. And I think they do. But he does need to get a contract done though so I don't know how those conversations are going and you know that'll be important as well but um, I like him he's a big frame and as you said you got to give to get um, they felt obviously insulated with CC with the signing of Duncan Keith uh, with Tyson Berry coming back but hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They felt with... Evan Bouchard coming up through the ranks as a higher touted prospect than Evan Bouchard. He was, um, they were able to move him, and they did. And I'm sure Ethan Bear is going to go to Carolina. And Carolina seems to be a team right now that just seems to pump out defensemen. And uh, you know what? He'll uh, he'll get a real good opportunity there and a real good system and a real good coach who I, I respect a lot. And he's going to be just fine. He's going to be just fine. He's a young man that has, has a lot of a career left in front of him. Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting with Ethan and Carolina because they signed D'Angelo. And D'Angelo had like a 60-point yeah. season two years ago. They've lost Dougie Hamilton. Remarkable season. He had more than uh, the Norris winner last year. Like, it's incredible. He had the season he did have. Now, obviously, he had some personal problems, which he's had throughout his career, and he's had some, uh, well, some issues in that regard. But uh, you know what? Uh, you're getting a defenseman. You're taking a chance on there in D'Angelo. But you know what? They're pretty solidified there again, I think. You know, when you look at the defense core there, they're they're pretty darn solid. Louis, it's interesting. You mentioned D'Angelo. Um He's he's made some mistakes a couple times, right? Uh, one in junior that I can speak of. Obviously, he got into it with Georgiev last year in the mm-hmm. Rangers, and that was it. Does he have the wrong pollock? Like, I'm serious, because he was pretty vocal out there for a while. Uh, some would call him, quote-unquote, a Trumpkin. And, and you wonder, I mean, is that where we're at now, where the social end of things, if you don't have the right politics for a certain... You know what I mean? Like, you think it'd be based on a meritocracy on how a guy played. Now he struggled out of the gate last year with the Rangers, and got sat. And they had something going on with their team. 
Thanks, not, I mean, and that, that might have been what kind of sparked those types of reactions from him, too. I'm not sure. I really don't know. Right. I wasn't in that room, and I don't know exactly what happened. There's no question he's a fiery competitor. Yeah. There's no question about that. You can't deny that. Watch that kid play a lot, and... Like it or not, that kid's in the game some way, shape, or form. It's not you know, a lot. He's going to get he's yeah. going to get into the skin of people. He's not afraid to shed the gloves and fight no. for a guy that's not that big. He will scrap. Right. Um, listen, you live and learn. Uh, I've made mistakes. Everybody's made mistakes, you know. And so I, I'm not about sitting here and saying a guy doesn't get a second chance or a third chance, an opportunity to try and redeem yourself. This is what this is for him, though, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I, I'm just wondering, like, uh, in terms of Ethan, in terms of deployment there. Like, I could see D'Angelo going into Carolina being a 15-goal, 50-point guy because he's got that kind of offensive ability. Well, especially with Hamilton gone now, too. Right. And then Pesci's the shutdown guy, and then Ethan's sort of the, you know, uh, the two-way guy. I don't know if Ethan's going to get, you know, uh, Ethan's uh, is, uh, I think Jason Davidson's his agent. Uh, Thunder Creek is, I believe, the, the agency. Like, he's playing for a contract, too. And that's going to be a really interesting situation to see where he could be deployed because obviously the last two years he was in Seattle, he was the best offensive, def- one of the best offensive defensemen in the WHL. Now that said, usually you have to be an elite offensive defenseman right from the get-go in Major Junior for that to translate to the NHL. Sometimes when it comes a little later, it's not a guarantee that you're going to put up big points at the next level. Like, I, I, could, see, I could see Bear having a 7-10 to 10 goal, 25-40 to 40 point season at some point during his career. I don't know if Ethan's ever going to be a 50-point guy. And with D'Angelo there, my guess is that's the guy that's going to be running the power play to start, Louie. Yeah, and I don't think they expect when they when they acquired Ethan Bear, I don't think that's what they expected from him. I don't think they expect him to come in there, maybe fight for it in time. But, you know, right now I think they're going to slot him very similar to where Evanson slotted him. Uh, a guy that certainly could step up and play with a, a Slavin or a, a top-tier defenseman like he did with Darnell Nurse in his rookie year and had a great, terrific year, a great complimentary player on that right side. Knows how to make a quick play, knows how to protect the puck. I know he's been skating a lot here in the summer. My son's been skating with him, so he's getting himself in great shape, and he's going he's gonna to come in hungry, which will be real positive for him, and he's an excellent player. Um, but I don't think they expect him to go in there, Bob, and I don't, you know, Rod Bindemore's not looking at it saying, hey, you need to be on the power play unit. You need to come in here and have a 50-point season. I think they're going to slot him right where Edmonton slotted him and then the one thing about him is he's versatile he's having a real strong start to the year that they can kind of tweak that a bit see where he sits and like I said they uh they turned out some really solid defensemen in that organization so there's something um positive there for them and I think Ethan Bear is going to benefit from that too and again not a player you want to lose but you have to give um to get and that's exactly what we've seen a lot throughout the league right now we're seeing a lot of teams kind of giving up on certain players going a different direction changing things up they don't think work and that's just part of the business and it's hard and i, and I also like what uh, what ken talked about is about being people you know when they look at organizations yes. they're talking about players it's really hard sometimes for us to understand that's well, they are they're they're human beings they have lives and there's relationships that develop when when you're with a player for years and it's not easy having that conversation it's not easy i i would think that would be one of the hardest things yes. for a general manager to do is you know you'll go back to major league you know it's the hardest thing a general manager has to do you know we saw that conversation uh in in the in the dressing room a couple of times but it is because they're people and you know that you respect them and 
You're, you're, you're literally telling them right now that you're no longer going to be here and you're going to move across North America to a different location. Not an easy thing. That's the business. That's what it is. And unfortunately, it is a business, and that has to happen sometimes. Well, I, yeah, absolutely. And you would know way better than me in terms of having that difficult conversation. Uh, Louis DeBrus joins us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Bob, stop with you and us now. Uh, we get a lot of. T- I mean, the Oilers goaltending last year. It's funny, Louis. In October, when they brought Mike Smith, everybody was losing it. Then the Oilers played yeah. their first 13 games, didn't have Mike Smith. Uh, I think Edmonton was six and seven in their first 13 games. They had the fourth best record in the NHL in their final 39 games. Got things turned around. Smith had an unbelievable year. The Oilers finished with the seventh best save percentage in the NHL. And yet, mm-hmm. I get the sense that there's a lot of people out there that think Edmonton <laughs> failed, that they didn't change out a yeah. goalie. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and we've talked about this, and we actually, you know, we had the same conversation not too long ago about the fact that, is it really that bad if they start with Smith and Koskinen again? If I mean, they start, the playoff, if they the start with the them, two yes. years. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I don't know. But right. when you look at it, it's you've got a couple goaltenders that you know, you understand. Um, they both played very well in stretches. Uh, you just have to hit that timing right, which I think Dave Tippett's got a pretty good pulse on. And I think both of them understand when they're playing together, they, they work off of each other pretty well. They both held the fort at different times. There's nothing wrong with that, especially with the age of Mike Smith. He had a terrific season last year. I mean, this guy was in the Vezna conversation for crying out loud, and he should have been. That was the type of year he had. But you know, I know he is getting older, and I think there is some concern there with, you know, when it happens with older players, typically when that drop happens, it's it's fairly rapidly. But I don't know if it's the same with him. He's a different breed. He really is. I think he's just a guy that he's a freak of nature physically. And you've heard every coach, and especially Dave Tippett, who's had him multiple times, talk about just the conditioning this guy's in. And listen, I mean, Zidane Chara's plan, is he going to play till he's 50? Who knows? Um the, the, the athletes that have that ability and have those genetics to be able to do that and tap into that, it's just a matter of how long do you want to play for. And I think that's Mike Smith. But we won't know until the season gets going. But as a, as a last-case scenario, if you want to call it that, I mean, it's worked the last two years to get them into the postseason. And by no means was goaltending the problem in the playoffs against Winnipeg last year. I'm sorry, it just wasn't. Four one-goal games, three overtime. There was opportunities to win games and, and dig into that series. It just didn't happen. But I'm not going to even put any of it on Mike Smith. All right, Louie, great stuff. Appreciate your time. Sounds good. From Take NHL care. Hockey on Rogers, that is Louis DeBrusque. It is 12.52 in Edmonton. We will come back with NHL today. You're listening to Oilers now. 12.55 in Edmonton. Let's go to the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. This text comes in from John. He says, Bob, as much as I wanted Ken Holland to take a run at Darcy Camper, the price Colorado paid was way too high for potentially one year of Camper. I'm glad Ken didn't do that. Yeah, the Oilers would have had to have done a first Probably Dmitry Samarukov and a conditional third. That's probably what the cost would have been. And depending upon, you know, Samarukov does not have the NH. I mean, there's no way the Oilers were trading either Bouchard or Broberg. So Colorado moved Timmons, who played 37 games in the NHL. Samarukov hasn't played one. That would have been the minimum, I would have thought. Uh, and the Oilers have got, they didn't have the cap space as well, just to take on, and before anybody, oh, they should have just said Koskinen. Yeah, no, no, no. Then it, that's not how it works. Uh, I, I will say this. 
We've talked a lot about Ethan Bear. I think he's got a great chance under Rod Brindamore to excel. The finest moment for me with Ethan Bear wasn't anything that he ever did offensively. I loved it. When we had the line brawl in Calgary, one of the Jack Michaels' greatest calls of all time, and Ethan Bear squared up with Matthew Kachuk and went toe-to-toe. <laughs> that was awesome. I don't know about you. but And, you know, Matthew Kachuk went from a guy that uh, in the 2018-19 seasons was spot-picking and turtling a bit to being a guy that after he didn't uh, fight Cassie during the 1920 season uh, and Cassie, the whole spiel, and Zach, you know, called him, you know, uh, wussy. Uh, after that, when they came back to Edmonton, Kachuk started dropping the gloves a lot. And then we had that return engagement. And when Bear went toe-to-toe, I'll be the first to admit to it. I loved it. I thought that was awesome. Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing Company. Branded apparel, products, and awards all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Cody Jansen. Well, we had a few more signings today. Veteran winger Corey Perry. Two-year deal with Tampa Bay, the team that beat his Montreal Canadiens and Dallas Stars in the Stanley Cup final. St. Louis, they landed Brandon Sod on a five-year contract worth $4.5 million per season. The Dallas Stars added another defenseman, Yanni Hockenpah there. Three years, $4.5 million dollars for him and forward Michael Roffel as well. You already mentioned the Darcy Kemper trade and yesterday or late last night I guess Washington they acquired Vitek Vanacek back from the Seattle Kraken in exchange for a second round pick in 2023. All right uh, yeah we talked about Hawk and Paul Watt Frank Cervelli mentioned it today. Several teams were in on him. Uh, he's represented by Jerry Johansson and you know what I just had a text saying Stoffer why do you mention who's got which players because it's important because sometimes there's themes that occur. Oh, so I'll give you one right now. I could see the Edmonton Oilers going out and getting another left shot D. Okay? And a guy I would have interest in, Ryan Murray. Because I think Ryan Murray, if he's in your third pair, that's probably a pretty decent left shot defenseman. Uh, the Oilers don't have a lot of cap space. Ryan Murray is represented by Rick Vallette, who has Jake DeBrusque, as well as Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Very quickly, going to tell you, we all deserve a holiday after the last year and a half that we've had. New West Travel has a special VIP trip to Vancouver. Take a loved one to join New West Travel on a three-night getaway to spectacular Vancouver. New West Travel package includes airfare and a private WestJet charter, complimentary open bar meals, and departing from private terminals three nights in a deluxe four-suite hotel. All this for just $699. You can visit Stanley Park, stroll the beaches, shop, dine, it's Vancouver. You need a holiday. It's in September. Space limited. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Kevin Weeks for Canadian Power Pack when we return in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.